in the Southside Pod. My name is Chris Lanuti, bellying up to my nine-foot homemade oak bar. Pour yourself a cold one as we sit in the basement on the south side of Chicago and cover everything in the area that matters most to you. On this episode, our good friend Hannah Beth is going to help me out as we sit down and talk with one of the best young hockey players in the world, and she is from the south side. A new sandwich chain is popping up around the south side. We're going to talk with Cousin Subs, and we're going to meet a brand new brewery whose beer has been showing up in local Southside restaurants. But first, I got to get this silly dog out of here. Mike's wife, and Mike is, of course, the one that sings all the songs with you, Bill. She got this rescue dog, and we got one picture on Facebook, and the kids have been asking for a dog. I'm like, yeah, sure, totally. The dog is totally calm like the first couple of weeks, and now he's just a pain in the ass. I mean, he doesn't eat iPads like your dog does. Yeah, they eat everything. I, I'm pretty sure my dog hates me because my wife could leave like everything, like her wallet, her hat, her whatever, on, on the nightstand, and I'll leave mine the same exact things next to hers, and he'll eat mine. Yeah, but the funny thing about your puppy is he ate my your entire puppy wallet. is if somebody took a baby <laughs> and put them into some sort of machine. <laughs> That turned them into a six-foot-tall baby. A jerk. Because you have... a jerk. Your dog, is, your puppy... It's giant. Is how old is that puppy? It's eight months old. Eight months old, and it's how many pounds? A hundred pounds. A hundred-pound, eight-month-old puppy that is who an idiot. Who still thinks it's a puppy. It, who, yeah. And because he, why wouldn't it? Because it just, is. Right. And he'll just run into walls and leave dents. It's the right. craziest thing. Like, I, I lay on you. My and... dog is smaller than your dog, and he's older. And my dog is a pretty good size. Your dog is a good dog compared to my dog. Yeah, and you exactly. think your dog's bad. I think my dog's an ass. And then you come over and you're like, great dog. I'm like, no, oh, I, I got to tell you about this dog. My dog has dug a hole in my backyard further than I have ever dug a hole ever <laughs> in my life because it was too hard to dig. I had my With tools. My dog and the next door neighbor's dog dug holes up against the wooden fence that we have that separates us. We have the, we have the eight foot tall wooden fence in between us. Okay. And those two dogs dug underneath the fence and met each other so they could stick their heads through and look at each other. Like the only thing that like stopped my dog from digging further was like because he hit like bedrock. <laughs> he hit like limestone. Like he couldn't go any further. Hit like a so, sewer pipe. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> like, which are like six feet down. But I poured like cayenne pepper in the hole. Like That's what pour, stops him. Pour, no. No? Nope. <laughs> he loves it. Really? He loves it. He comes in, his whole nose is all red from cayenne pepper. Oh, my God. He's just sneezing now, so it's causing more problems because it just <laughs> snots everywhere. Before, he never had a runny nose or snots or drooling, right. ever. And I'm like, hey, at least this dog doesn't drool. At least this dog doesn't get his snots everywhere. But now, since I put the cayenne pepper in the hole, he is one of those dogs. Now he's just got snots everywhere. So he's just, I'm, just, I'm compounding the problem. He's like Hooch from Turner and Hooch now. Right. I'm compounding the problem by trying to fix it. And I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> A pitcher of beer, a pitcher of beer, let's order another pitcher of beer. That pitcher of beer should come over here, I love that pitcher of beer. We have Casa Humilde here, and I have Jose and Javier Lopez, and how long? I mean, this is this is great. I love the fact that I'm able to do this interview with you guys about this, because how long have you technically been a brewery where you where you say we've left home brewing and we became an actual brewery with distributorship and stuff like that. Our actual distribution and brewing about three weeks. 
<laughs> That's yeah. amazing to me. And and, and, and Javier, where, where exactly now are you guys at? Because it's a really interesting thing. Because you don't have like your own. It's just it's just your brewery. You're part of like a like a group of brewers, yes. right? It's a co-op. It's pretty much a co-op uh, called District Brewyards. So there's where the fourth brewery to join, and on the last one there's really no other no space for anything else. So there's around the bands. Uh, Burn City, Bulldog, and Casamilde, which is us. Your brother was telling me earlier that you guys started as home brewers. Like you, you basically went out and you, you know, you spent a little bit of coin to get the right stuff and set up what. And, and I think it's still in place where you do like your test stuff. But I mean, this just started as we're gonna look up how to make beer and then we're just gonna try it until we get it right. Is that right? Uh yes. But uh, we started with the intention of actually opening up a space and with the dedication and. We wanted to have quality and consistency to be a big factor in it. So we started with fermenters, conicals, uh, glycol, you know, you name it. We had it temperature controlled for the most part before we, we even brewed our first batch. Jose, you were trying to, you were telling me earlier that because we were talking about like the water, and we were talking about like you know, do you do anything special depending on the beer? And you were like, no, I want our beer to taste distinctly Chicago. And we want to have, we want it to be, it's obviously a Chicago brewery and our beers, depending on what style we're doing, it's, it's Chicago, right? Correct. We kind of want that to be a part of it. Um, it's kind of cool when people um, kind of replicate Pilsen water and all these waters for great lagers. But um, kind of to give our own twist on it, we don't change much in our water, to be quite honest. We kind of just work with it, work around it. And until um, we like the beers, pretty much. So right now, as a as a new brewery, you have to be sitting there thinking to yourself, okay, what's going to be our flagship? Like, what is what is the one that people like are clamoring for? So this early on, how many styles would you say you have, and what are the things that you hear the most of? I want more of that. Uh, right now, we've got about seven styles, uh, seven beers we released first. A uh, very popular one has been uh, Neblina, which is our juicy pale ale. I like Neblina. <laughs> I really do yeah. like Neblina. Thank you. Yeah, we really <laughs> like it just because it's not as heavy as a what a New England or kind of like a milkshake IPA usually is. It's a lighter version, a lighter body, not as sweet. Um, that's been a very big seller. I think it's our biggest seller now. Um, then my sal, our uh, Mexican lager that we brew with corn, is doing very well as well. And so is Alba, actually, our um, Vienna-style lager. A little maltier, more caramelly. People are digging that as well. That's exactly the one I'm waiting on right now <laughs> while I'm sitting here. Uh, the other one that I like, Javier, is uh, the Cafecito. And the reason I like it, I've never been a big coffee beer drinker. And a lot of the reason is the fact is that you'll get a weird aftertaste sometimes in a lot of them. It seemed like yours, though, kind of the, the same flavor held up when I was drinking it as to those initial moments afterwards when I was done with it. How do you guys brew that, and is, are you doing it differently than some other people might be doing coffee beers? Because I, I, I notice it's a coffee porter, but I, I like the finish on it. So uh, tell me a little bit about the process when you guys are making that one. Uh, so for that beer, I'm a big coffee drinker myself, and I love coffee, but... Um we didn't want some of the like the roasted malt from the porter to to clash with the coffee, so we play around with the percentages and make sure that the coffee shines through, but the actual malts that typically go in the porter, like some of the roasted malts, don't like, fight with it, you know, and they actually work together. So that was a bit of a pain, but I think we we managed to create a very very well balanced beer. You know? Is it fun working with your brother? 
Huh? It is. Definitely. You guys fight a lot, like brothers do? I got uh, two kids that are brothers, and they fight. <laughs> like, they're best buddies. And then all of a sudden, like, middle of the day, it's like it's time for our 2 o'clock in the afternoon fight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we have disagreements, but at the end of the day, you know, we love each other, and, you know, we work well together, which is, you know. That's awesome. Okay, so... If somebody goes and they find your beers or they stop by and they and they taste something, what's the beer you want them to try the most? Personally, that's a good question. Uh, cafecito is a big, since I'm a big coffee drinker, cafecito is definitely, definitely one that I would like for them to try. Jose, what about you? Uh, right now, I'm really digging the album, the Vienna Lager. Um, I think for the time of year right now, it just works perfect. Um, nice, light maltiness, light roastiness, and just not heavy. I'm really digging that one right now. All right, so for the folks that listen to this show that are into craft beer and they want to try the Casa Humilde beers, besides going to your location, like tell me the best ways that people can find it. So the website is uh, casahumildechicago.com. Welcome to the beer scene in Chicago. There's a lot of them, okay? And I hope you guys, uh, you know, you get your little foothold and it goes well for you. I'm rooting for you. I, I love I love when people start new businesses. It's yeah. always the coolest thing in the world, especially when it's a new brewery. Yeah, thank you. We appreciate it. I mean, we're going to keep uh, working hard and trying to please people's palates, but uh, we're excited. A pitcher of beer, a pitcher of beer, let's order another pitcher of beer. That pitcher of beer. I got this awesome thing for my dog. You got to try this for dog walks because it's so ridiculous. I went, I, I was getting tired of the fact that he's such an excitable dog when I take him for a walk that he pulls on the leash constantly. And I'm like, I just want to give him more freedom. So I got this thing that extends and retracts. So if he's two feet away from me, it's only two feet long. Yeah. If he's 25 feet away from me, it extends to 25 feet. Okay. And I can lock it if I want to, if I don't want him to go away anywhere. Okay. And I can kind of start to reel it in. The greatest thing about it is like he now is so bold. Like, you know, when you go by somebody else's house, like you're in a walk through the neighborhood and all the dogs in the house will bark at your dog as he walks by their sure, house. Absolutely. Now this, not his little jerk walks all the way up to their porch and stands there as I'm walking by the house. Cause he's got so <laughs> much leash. Like he walks right up. He had some boxer jumping the entire height of the picture window in front of somebody's house and hitting his paws on the top of their picture window. And I could hear the, 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 the two people in the house screaming at the dog because the dog was going to go through the window because yeah. he was able to walk right up and put his nose on the window. And all I'm doing is just walking along. So the extendo leash yeah. is entertaining to me. Yeah. Like, I'm like, this is kind of fun. The extendo leash. He just kind of runs off and sure. gets in the trouble. And I just go for a walk. And every once in a while, he comes over and he looks at me. And he's like, are we still attached? And then he goes and runs off someplace. It's amazing. But what doesn't help is, you know, being on the south side, we have small lots. You know, and we, if you have a dog that's super active and wants to run, there's not a lot of activities that you can do with this dog if you don't want to run with him. And, and I don't want to run with my dog. I know you don't. Neither do I. Do you want to run with your dog? Absolutely Like, not. we talk about losing weight, but I don't want to run. But like, I want to lose weight without running. You know what we found right what? here, close to us? Like, we looked up dog parks. And, of course, like we talked about, you look up anything on the internet for anything. Everything's on the north side. All right. Wiggly right. Park on Ugh. whatever, you know, yeah, no, I'm not driving up there. That's ridiculous. No. Montrose Dog Beach. So where'd you find park. one down here? Evergreen Park. They've got one. Right at, like, 91st and, like, 
Just uh, the golf courses. West of, yeah, yeah where the a, driving ranges, the golf yeah, course, frisbee golf. They they, they had that fifty they, acre dog park. They, they, yeah, they had that racquetball uh, court we, that was over there, but the, now it's been bought uh, by the high the school. yearly thing, which I think for residents is a lot cheaper than non-residents, but it wasn't that expensive because we're non-residents. We, we I'm live, over there with you today. We place. live in Mount Greenwood. I'm over to the dog. It's park great. With you. Yeah, there's three dog parks in there. One for drink in the dog park. There's no signs that say unofficially. Can I drink in the? Yeah. Unofficially, if you and I showed up in a, with a cooler this summer there's, there's, and let the dogs run around, would, would, would you think we get caught? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I mean, out. there's a lot of people that drink in Mount Greenwood Park when you have softball practice, so I feel it's the same rules, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, we're good then. I've always felt like the South Side, this our area, and you've asked me before, like, what's South Side Pod? And really, South Side Pod could be anything. Sure. But I always think to myself, like, well, you know, I go down to Blue Island. Sometimes I'll hit, get as far as, like, Lansing. You know, I'll kind of go out to some of the breweries that are way out yeah. there, but out the creek. We're not talking way Eagle too Horse far. For creek, Pretty but close. I mean, but I, I mean, and right. then I'll go out. But I mean, in reality, like let's say if you t- if you made like a like a like a little square, like if you look at the map for the similar, like, like TMZ, like twenty miles zone. Like if if you look zone. at the map for Southside Pod, which that, is available on our website. Well, I mean, just like if you're looking at your podcast player, it pops up. Oh, like right the on. logo for Southside Pod is a map. Of the area. That's what that map is? That's what that is. So that's the area that I think of it as. So you'll see see Burbank and you'll see Oak Forest at the very south end of it. And you'll see like Beverly neighborhood in there. You'll see Oak Lawn and Evergreen Park. And, you know, Orland kind of goes in there because it's got to be a square. Although I don't know. I mean, Orland kind of feels like a big giant mall. What is Orland Square? (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Shut up. I walked into that one. Such a jag. When you grab a hold of me. Tell me that I'll never be set free Well, I'm a parasite Creep and crawl, I step into the night Two pints of booze Tell me, are you a bad fish? Are you a bad fish too? Ain't got no money to spend I hope tonight will never Lord knows I'm weak Won't somebody get me off of this Hannah, I got a cool guest in here for yes, us. Yes, you do. We have we have a local superstar athlete. I don't think you could find one of higher stature. Is that is that embarrassing in you, Abby? No. No? It, it doesn't embarrass you? You're like, yeah, I'm totally in it. <laughs> the Team USA under 18 women's hockey team world champions. Abby Murphy put in one of the two goals in the championship game. How you doing, Abby? I'm very good. Are you nervous about this? A little bit. It's just a podcast. <laughs> you better Chris. get used to this. Bob Costas is going to be talking <laughs> yeah. to you soon, okay? If, you're, if your career continues on the path that it seems to be going on. So when did you start? Like at some point you had to sit there and say, I like hockey. And then you had to convince your, your parents that I want to play hockey, yeah. which is not an easy conversation for a lot of kids to be able to get into because it isn't, it isn't as cheap as like, say, we'll get them some sneakers and a basketball. Yeah. Like this is a very involved sport. takes up a lot of time. So how did this start for you? Yeah. When I was seven, I, I had a neighbor who played ice, ho- ice hockey and he played for the Helena Longhorns. Okay. And I always saw him playing in his backyard, playing roller hockey. So that was exactly how I first started. How I, old like, do you think you were when you when you decided that you liked it? I was seven. It? Seven years old. Yeah. You get out there. So now you're out there and you're you're in the driveway <laughs> and you're practicing. And then you got to figure out how to skate though, right? Yeah. All right. Did you take to it right away or was it hard? It was hard. 
Yeah. I had a uh, a guy named Brandon Spike who made me like push the puck bucket everywhere. I <laughs> <laughs> had no idea what to do. <laughs> it was horrible. Now, how old were you when you started playing with a team? Did you find a league to play in? I I was seven when I started playing for St. Jude. Seven. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So right off the bat, you yes. just got started. Okay. Yeah. You're playing St. Jude. You're you're a young kid, and I say this for anybody that has a young kid that's in hockey because. I watch all these kids. I mean, they either play in a house league, they play in a travel league, they're playing where they're going all over the place. And a lot of these kids talk about like, man, I want even my kid, which I think is hysterical. He's like, I'm going to play in the NHL one day. I'm like, are you really? Are you really? (laughs) (laughs) Just play Fortnite right now. (laughs) Yeah, you play more Fortnite than you play with the, you know, with the puck and the stick in the driveway. Maybe you should go out there like Abby Murphy did and probably played all the time because I would imagine you did an awful lot of work in your off hours on hockey or did it come naturally to you? Uh, I think. That helped a lot, but yeah, I've always put in a lot of work. I just went out and always shot pucks just for fun. You just like so doing it, right? I did, yeah. I never got sick of it. Okay, so so you decide you're going to start doing it. Like, it, Did you feel that starting at seven years old was like essential for you getting to this level? Or do you think that it like, hey, if I would have started at nine or ten and put in the effort, I could have still done this. I could still be somebody that's on their way to the University of Minnesota who's <laughs> won all in all these tournaments, who's a lot of people, I'm not going to, I'm going to embarrass you here. A lot of people have told me eh, she may be the best under 18 player in, in the world, or at least in the U.S. Have you heard that? Have you heard that rumor that it's possible that you might be the best? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. A little bit? You've kind of heard that? How does it make you feel? Does that make you feel weird? A little bit. It's pretty cool. But it's, does no, it put it's, pressure on? I mean, it's yeah, got to, I mean, I would lot. be scared of that. A I lot. remember I was in the Brother Race <laughs> band and the band director said, <laughs> We're going to move you from second chair to first. And I was like, what? And then like the first time I went to the first chair, I'm like, man, I better not miss a note. Like, that was nerve wracking. You have a far more nerve wracking experience going on. But yeah. you, you seem to be handling it pretty well. It's pretty cool. Yeah? It's a huge opportunity. So first time you make one of these teams, Team USA, yeah. how old are you? 17 at that time or 16? Or when was that? I was 15. 15. Wow, yes. she's good. I mean, think about that. She's playing. She's 15 years old. There's probably like an 18-year-old that's like, can't get on the team. Here's a 15-year-old just, fly, just flying right by her on that. Okay, so were you nervous? I would imagine the first time you tried out, you were like, I don't know if I'm good enough to hang in there, right? Yes. Okay, do you feel that way now when you show up? Mm-mm. Okay, that's good. Confident. It's a good thing to have confidence. confidence. You want to yeah. have that kind of confidence yeah. because, you know, you're... So what's, just... what's the aspirations? What, what's what's the plan? Is it is it Team USA eventually? Olympics? Is that what the next goal is? What's what's the next goal? Winning uh, winning a championship with the U of M? Like, what, what's the plan here for you? Yeah. All of that? Yeah, all of that. There you go. Check, check, check. There check. you go. All of that. What have you done, Chris? <laughs> Nothing. I even screwed up the solo in my first time in, the, in first chair as a saxophone. So don't ask me. I played hockey, Abby, for maybe... Like, I don't know, three, four years. I make my son, he thinks that I was really great at it, okay? <laughs> I was not. That was back when they didn't teach you how to skate before you started to play. Like, you know, when you start, when you were a kid in the 80s and you wanted to play hockey, they just gave you some skates and said, good luck, kid. So all I did was just hit people because you could check that. There were none of these rules. So it was just like, I was like, I want to play defense because I don't have to go all the way down the ice because I stink <laughs> at it. And then I'm just going to hit somebody. And that's <laughs> all I did. I just love doing it. What's more fun, scoring a goal or just laying a clean check on somebody that's aggravated you? Definitely scoring. What fires you up on the ice? There's got to be one thing when you get on the ice that you just zero in on. Everything else doesn't matter. What is the one thing that just motivates you to get out there and absolutely destroy? Just wanting to win. I just hate wanting losing. to win. Losing is the worst thing. <laughs> it's I don't know. I just... It's not fun, but especially like Canadians. Right. There you go. That's Don't a big like one. There you go. There you uh, go. Good. Mm-mm. Good. 
I don't yeah. like them either. So just imagine everybody <laughs> on the ice is Canadian. Canadian and exactly. Go after there you go. French, and that makes me suspicious. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to let Abby out of here because I'm I'm embarrassing her and I appreciate her coming no, you're by. Not. She gave me uh, a USA hockey jersey, which yes. I can't believe that she gave me, and I really appreciate that. She's going to have to sign that for me for when she gets famous. Be prepared to ha- have to answer a thousand questions from my son when he comes up the stairs. When you walked in, he was playing Fortnite, there you go. so he was not thinking about it. But now he's had a now he's had a moment <laughs> to think, and I'm pretty sure he's going to pick your brain. Like I actually told him, like, yeah, Abby Murphy's coming over later. He's like, really? Like he doesn't, I have so many people in here. He's like, really? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, maybe she'll, and he finished my sentence. Sign my stick. You think she'll sign my stick? I'm like, you're a fanboy, aren't you? And that's what I told him. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love it. Is it. I mean, like, I think that this is like the one sport that really kind of crosses like gender lines. You have, yeah. you have, uh, you have women hockey players that go out and play during the NHL all-star game. You don't see that in any other sports, you know, you, and, and you have a, you have a young boy that sits there and he's like, Abby Murphy's awesome. Like, I mean, think about that. Is it, is that crazy to you? Yeah. I love making that impact on the little kids. Yeah. Kind of, I don't know, like encourages them to do what they want. So I think it's really cool kind of seeing that, that great example of that too. She brought the medal. This is amazing. Look at this. <laughs> oh my gosh. I have a gold medal. <laughs> awesome i got a gold medal hannah can you believe that you lean over my, i did nothing for it <laughs> this is this is real gold too isn't it is it real Hold gold it up, did no you idea. bite it i did did you did it break or did you get any teeth marks or anything like that <sighs> no it looks it real up. to me i'm gonna i'm gonna hold it up look at this i got a gold medal hannah okay we're putting that online <laughs> i got a gold medal she brought me a jersey and her gold medal to keep forever <laughs> That, look at that nervous laugh. That was the first time <laughs> that her like, face turned uh, red throughout uh, this entire uh, thing. She's like, I will beat you. I am a hockey player. I'm taking that medal home. <laughs> Abby Murphy, I really appreciate you coming down here. We're rooting for you. You're welcome anytime. And uh, we would lo- we'll love to talk to you throughout your entire career. Thank you guys very much. It was an honor to be on here. So one of the things, I've had a lot of people check in with us right away here with Southside Pod. How do they check in? Well, there's a lot of ways you can do it. There's actually a phone number. Did you know that? What? Yeah. There's, I we, can call you? Yeah, you can. Well, you, you can't speak to me personally. Like, you, you have to call a number and leave a message. Like, okay. it's, not, it's not like you could just pick up the phone and I'm going to pick well, up and be like, are, hey, how are you? You are the Abe Froman Shut up. of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a, there's a general catch-all number for the entire network. What so is that, Chris? You call 708-459-8406. 708 708-459-8406. 708-459-8406. 708-459-8406. Okay. So 708-459-8406. And it's, it's a Skype setup. So they're really crappy, but I'm not spending a bunch of like, what, what am I going to do? I'm going to spend like $400 so that you can hear me say, leave a message. Like I'm not doing it. So you're going to hear the little computer go, the subscriber's not in, leave a message. All okay. Right. Don't be thrown by Are we going to play those messages? Are we going to respond to oh, them? I'll play talk them. about them? I'll like, play them. Do? If you want to say anything about Southside Pilot, like, bring hey, up a topic. Great show. Um, B, you guys suck. I'll take that one. I'll yeah, play it. Uh, if you, you got wanna, a good jag, right, right. you guys are a bunch of jags, like something like that. Like if you have a topic, like, Hey, why don't we talk about such and such? I'll play it. Right. I have an opinion on this. Cool. If you're like a crackpot who wants to leave their manifesto, Bill and I will listen to it. Absolutely. Well, uh, well honestly, listen will, to, we're going to comment on that it twice. Right. Exactly. Like if you're the next Unabomber who came from the South side, like let's That's too soon. Let's sit. To, how is it too soon? I don't know. How long ago was it? It had to be at least 30 years ago. Not too soon then. We're good. (laughs) 
<laughs> One of these days, I gotta learn what your two suit meter is. I don't know. Where like, I gotta know where your two suit meter right. is, and I gotta figure it out. Like, where, where's the two suit meter? Okay. But anyway, 708-459-8406, give us a call. I'd also love to hear from you if there's a place that you want us to go and feature yes. on the show. Because not only do we want to talk to all the breweries. I'll meet you there. Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. And, and the breweries and the restaurants, but any local business that you think is really interesting. Because, look, as we come out of this thing, even if this business survived to this point, I don't want to see any more of them close. Absolutely If not. the South Side turns into Walmarts and Targets, we've all failed. Exactly. All right. So I want to keep the little restaurants and I businesses. want to keep, I want, I want, I want you to tell me who needs us to stop by and say hi yeah. and give them some exposure on Southside Pod Absolutely, because they're going to need it. And it's been a really, really rough year. So let, let's, I let's will help drink out. and spend money at your bar. Yeah. Bill will go and drink and spend money. at your. Yes. I will too. Yeah. Well, Chris yeah. will definitely. Well, yeah. <laughs> we know that. I have a problem. <laughs> I have, I have I a problem. problem. The first step is admitting. So. Yeah, I, I, Chris got to the first step. I'm got, not even there yet. It took a long time to get to that. <laughs> Anna and I have sat down at Cousin Subs here on Western Avenue, just across from the Rainbow Ice Cream. Uh, you know, I don't know if you noticed, Theo Thompson is joining me, and Cousins is new to the area. But you're, like, across the street from, like, this iconic building that people have been going to forever. Like, you almost need to, like, just tell people, like, we're across from Rainbow Cone. Like, the whole South Side knows where it is. Like, go get a cousin sub and, then, you, know, you know, have a shake here. But if, if you need a Rainbow Cone, it, like, that's where people know where it is. Now, these are, like, East Coast subs, but they're out of Wisconsin. Am I getting this right? Like, they're almost like an East Coast feel, but this is a Wisconsin company that has now come into Chicago and the South Side and Evergreen Park. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, uh, Cousin Subs started in um, uh, the north side of uh, Milwaukee in a town called Menominee Falls. Um, it was started, founded by uh, t- two cousins, uh, <laughs> Jim and uh, Bill. And uh, they were originally from uh, uh, the East Coast, New Jersey, Atlantic, Atlantic City area. And uh, they moved out here for work. And... Um, Ultimately, they missed uh, their East Coast sandwiches, so they together they decided to uh, open up their own sandwich shop out here. And I, I got to talk about the bread because I and I want Hannah make sure you you, you chow down on some. I smelled the bread as soon as I walked in. I had a conversation with my lovely wife Erica the other day after I was in here, and I brought her back one of your sandwiches. And I said, "Oh, yeah, you brought our club back oh, yeah, last week." Yeah, no, I think I brought her the Italian caprese. Oh yes, the caprese. Yeah, yeah you I brought her the Italian caprese. She's and she it. she hasn't stopped talking about the thing. I have to get her one on the way out the door here. But the thing that she said was, I've spent all this time, and I've always had in the back of my mind one sub place that I just, their bread was my thing. And you could never tell me that the bread was the best. She goes, this this bread is the best. She loved your bread. Tell me about the bread and how you guys do this. Uh, the bread is our staple point. We bake all our bread in-house every single day. Um, it's got that... That's that traditional Italian-style bread that's got that nice crust on the outside, but when you bite inside, it's, it's a nice and soft. It's not and too hard to bite into. Sometimes you go to a sandwich shop, and the bread is just real tough to yes. get through. Like, this, this stuff is, is fresh. But it's and sturdy. You, yeah. yeah. Every day we bake it in-house every single day. Um, and we try to use, we use uh, the freshest ingredients uh, um, every single day. Um, and uh, recently uh, we just uh, launched some new product lines for the Chicago market. Illinois and Chicago people like things like things a little bit spicier than uh, uh, back home in Wisconsin. So uh, we added um, jardinera, uh, which is a staple point of Chicago cuisine. Um, and we also have a, a chipotle mayo. And uh, we also are uh, 
serving uh, sriracha on the side now too. So if uh, people want to have that kick, kick things up a little bit, um, add some spice to their sandwiches, they're able to do that now. And then in the in the winter time, we'll, the gyro will be coming out. And so that's another thing okay. that it fits in very well with the Chicago market space because um, we actually use Kronos gyro meat, uh, which is a staple very point good. of Chicago Chicago gyros. So um, so. Uh, Make sure everybody comes out this uh, this winter time and try out the gyros. Ben, you got me coming. I'm going to be here every week now. This is ridiculous. Make sure you check them out. Cousin Subs, 9204 Southwestern Avenue. These are local folks. Open up the Cousin Subs. And uh, these, I, I think Hannah's just added cousins into her rotation. She's sitting here. She's already looking at your menu. I don't get I think she's getting, you crazy to go. She's getting subs <laughs> to go to take home. Okay? Like the I love it. I love it. It was it was that it was that moment in the lockdown when I hadn't been out of the house like early on. Remember, like yeah, that first couple of months where good you thought times. if you walked outside and you breathed the air, you dropped. Forget about the good times of 2020. Right, right. Like January 1st through 7th <laughs> <laughs> when we were free. Yeah. Back when all we complained about was a celebrity died. We're like, this year can go to hell. Oh my god, because a celebrity died. Like exactly, right? Yeah. Now I go, why aren't more of them dying from COVID? Exactly. Do they have the cure and I right. don't? Like, it's, these are the things. Why is R. Kelly still alive? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shouldn't he have died of COVID? Like, I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering, R. Kelly too. tried to pick up my sister one time. I know. No, I but know. these people don't know that. Oh, they. what do you mean, these people? The people listening <laughs> to the show. Uh, oh, yes, of course. The jerk. How old was she? She was like 14 years of old. Of course she was. Because he's R. Kelly. He's 14 years old walking and down the street. he should be dead of COVID. With her. With her. <laughs> because with her pedophiles. Friend. If. if I'm sorry. Can I can I speak on this for a second? Go, go for it. If the Southside Podcast stands for one thing, it is that very all pedophiles should die of COVID. Okay, we're very that should be, pedophilia should be a comorbidity of COVID. Shouldn't the it be? main comorbidity? Yeah. If we found out that that's who it was killing was all all oh pedophiles. we'd be like. No more math. You'd be running around licking lampposts. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. But anyway, I remember he, he, she told the story. He pulled up in his limo, opened up the door with a bottle of champagne, and said, you girls like champagne. Oh, no. And they were 14 years old wow. walking down the street. Where was she, by the way? She was here on the south. I mean, she was in Beverly, if I'm not mistaken. And he just randomly showed up. Like, and he was just riding down the street. down Longwood. And, and they recognized like- him right away. <laughs> Because they were like, you're R. Kelly. Well, yeah, of course. And he was like, he was like, trapped in a closet. Like they, because they were 14 year old girls. So they knew everything they about loved him. him right? Right? They loved him. And they knew just who he was. And it was only because my sister told her friend, like, don't get in the limo with R. Kelly because her father was a cop. Right. And she was like, she'd learned enough about stranger danger. Sure. That, like, this might be a bad idea. Like, we might like his music. Like, if you look up stranger danger now <laughs> in the dictionary, it's a picture of R. Kelly. <laughs> Even though he's not a stranger to most of us. No, no, it, it, which is what makes it weird. There, there almost right. needs to be a new term for people that are yeah. not a stranger to you because you know who they are, but they're a stranger because you don't know them on a personal level. Correct. And they're also dangerous. Because, like, Justin Bieber is not a stranger to me. No. Because I love his music. No, but I, would you get into a limousine <laughs> with Justin Bieber? Absolutely not. No, no, because I'm not really sure what Justin Bieber is going to do to me. Like, what's he into? Like, what's going to happen? You don't know. Could be a lot of fun. I could wake up with no kidneys the So next we need to redefine a full of ice. what stranger danger means <laughs> because Justin Bieber might steal my kidney. That's what you're saying. We go off the rails a lot on this show. Absolutely. <laughs>
<laughs> another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement, broadcast, Basement, the Nudie's Basement, the Broad Basement. Slancha. That was like Dropkick Murphys or something, right? <laughs> I felt like it. <laughs> <laughs>